Okay, so I want to address my sexism, if that's even what I'm addressing. I currently have a list of people who've influenced me that's 36 names strong. Only one of them is a woman. Her name is Alice Roberts. And having reflected on it, I'm removing her from the list. Because the only way, the only reason she snuck onto that list, really, in hindsight, is because she's a woman. And I think it's far more sexist of me to have done that than to just not have any women in my list at all. I don't feel the need to include a, include a woman in fear of being sexist if I didn't. Like, like that, that, that idea that itself is inherently sexist. I think that people who make that list should make the list because they made the list and for no other reason. So I've since taken Alice Roberts, who I greatly admire. I think she's class. She's a ballsy bitch too as well. She's gone after David Attenborough above all people a little bit. Now, I'm just going to quickly outline the, the background there. So my understanding is that there is a hypothesis called the aquatic ape hypothesis. And basically what it suggests is that rising sea levels encroached on land this pre-human animals once lived on all fours on. And because the water levels rose and our ancestors would have drowned if they weren't around on their hands, they stood upright. And David Attenborough, as far as I'm aware, has put forward this hypothesis more or less as fact on a number of occasions. Now, I don't know the details of it, but Alice Roberts calls bullshit and says, that's not scientific and you're, you should fucking know better. Now, the balls on anybody to disagree with David Attenborough above all people is fucking something to be admired as far as I'm concerned. So I say fucking fair play to her. And I don't get the, I don't get the feeling at all that she did that to promote herself. I think she did it out of just being a genuine person. So fucking hats off Dr. Alice Roberts for that one. But I wasn't happy with the list. I wasn't happy with Alice Roberts being on the list. So I've since removed her. So my list, as I said, is 36 names strong and it doesn't include one woman. Now I'm perfectly happy with that because people who influence you are to my mind at least, somewhat analogous to your interests. And I've spoken before how we don't really pick our interests. We're interested in what we're interested in. It's almost as if our interests grab us. It's not as if we grab them. And I think people who influence you is something similar. Like I'd, I never chose those people on the list. They, and they obviously didn't choose me, but I was drawn to them somehow. And whoever is on the list made the list because of that fact. They've influenced me throughout my life. We are, to a degree, an amalgamation of all our experiences and people who influence us are big, are big experiential elements of our existence. So I'm happy enough that there's no women on it. It's not ideal. I kind of I wish there was, but there's not. And I can make my peace with that. 
Now, I do want to address it, though, because I think it's worth noting, because I think you'd be forgiven for coming away thinking that I thought less of women, fundamentally. And that's why there's no women on the list. And I want to address that for my own sanity, if no other reason, because if I am a big fucking sexist, unknown to myself, I want to root that out of me. Because I've been homophobic in my life. I've been far more racist than I am um, now. And if I'm sexist, I want to I want to address that. I don't think I am. But then again, I didn't think I was homophobic when I was homophobic. And I didn't think I was racist when I was... I wouldn't say when I was racist. Because I don't think I've ever really been racist. I just... I, there's, been ty- there's been periods of my life when I haven't been as educated as I am now and I haven't had it as much experience and just general wherewithal about me but in relation to addressing the fact that out of 36 influential people none of them are women I've made a list now it's only a short list there's how many names in it one two three four there's only four actually but again I only started thinking about names for this list a couple of minutes ago these are the, the, the four that, that sprung to mind and I'll have a think about it and maybe you'll let me know about other such women. But the, the list is as follows. Courtney DeWalter, who's a runner, an ultra-marathon runner. Sabine Schmidt, who's a race car driver. Nina Carberry, Ireland's very own jockey. And Jean Belucas, who's a pool pa- player. Now, I'm, like I did in the, the first episode of Influencers, I'm just going to give you a quick, bit on each one. So Courtney the Walter took part in what's called the Moab 240. I don't know why it's called 240. It should really be called the, the 238. But anyway, the Moab 240 is a 238 mile race along the mountains in Utah. It's an absolute cunt of a thing. I couldn't imagine walking it over the course of weeks, never mind running the fucking thing start to finish. And to put 238 miles into perspective, it's 383 kilometers. Okay? Now, Courtney the Walder not only finished it, and not only came fucking first, but she bet second place by eight hours. She absolutely smashed it absolutely smashed it and this isn't this wasn't a woman's race this wasn't a a weight class weight race this wasn't there was no handicap she didn't get a fucking head start it was no nonsense some of the top runners in the world full stop were at this and she fucking won it and bet the second place guy who happened to be a man by eight hours. She could have went to bed for six hours, got up, had a shower, had breakfast, and sent the kids to school, and still beat the cunt. So, what an absolute hero. Absolute hero. Love her to fucking bits. She was on Rogan, that's well worth looking up. If you just Google Courtney DeWalter, Joe Rogan, her conversation with him will, will appear. She's a fucking legend. Next then is Sabine Schmidt, who's a pro race car driver. Sorry, was a pro race car driver. Sadly, Sabine died in March of this year, so only in the last couple of months, um, due to cancer, I believe. She was known as the Queen of the Nürburgring. Now, the Nürburgring is a stretch of motorway that surrounds the town of Nürburgring, and it's where it's where all the fucking petrol heads in the world um, go. It's European-based, so it's probably more European drivers, but if you were to think of a racing mecca for petrol heads, it's the Nürburgring. 
and she was the queen of it. And there's a fucking fantastic episode of Top Gear. If you Google Sabine Schmidt Van, you'll put into YouTube or something like that, you'll pull up the video of her. <laughs> She's in a fucking, I think they put her into like a high ace or something. Like just a high ace van, like a 1.9 turbo, like a fucking boat of a thing. And they stick her in it and they have her rally round the Nürburgring. And to see her overtaking and lapping, you know, lads in fucking Ferraris and McLarens and fucking Bugattis and motorbikes, fucking superbikes. She's there tearing past them. She was fucking incredible. And there's just, there's something, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but there's something to that. There's something to somebody who is essentially no fucking place in being there, being so good. I fucking love that. It's like the mother of all underdog stories. It's fucking class. I think she's a fucking hero, an absolute legend. The next then on the list is our very own Nina Carberry. Here's one about Nina Carberry, okay? So this is about maybe two, possibly three years ago. I was in a, a friend's house for, I think it was Stevens's Day. I'm not big into horse racing. Do big horse races happen on Stevens's Day? I don't know. Horse racing wouldn't be on in my house because I don't follow it. She doesn't follow it, so it's, it's just never on. So my kids have, have never had any exposure to horse racing outside the fact that we live down the road from one and we drive by it all the time. So I had flown my son, who was, I don't know, probably about maybe four or so on my knee, and there was a gang of lads uh, watching. They were glued to the fucking racing because, you know, racing was a thing in that household and everybody was watching it. So by default, myself and Fionn were watching it. And I was trying to inform Fionn as best I could of, of kind of what was going on and what was happening and what the goal was and, and blah, blah, blah. Because, again, he'd practically never seen it. He mightn't have ever seen a horse race before then. And that was fine. It was, you know, Stevens's day, so everyone's having a few drinks and we're, we're having the having the chats. And the race was over and that was fine. A cut to an ad break, blah, blah, blah. And I got chatting to somebody and then my eye was drawn back to the TV screen, you know, moments later. And there's a woman getting off a horse. And I said to Fiona, I was like, no way, buddy. Look, remember that horse race we were watching? That was a women's race. And at that moment, all the air got sucked out of the room. And I kind of felt a little bit uncomfortable and I was wondering why everybody was looking at me. And I continued to say, oh, I'm just explaining to Fionn, like, I, I, I wouldn't know anything about horse racing and either would he. I'm just explaining that that was a woman's race. To which somebody went, what do you mean a woman's race? And I said, well, you're one that just jumped off the horse there. Yeah. She was a woman, yeah? Yeah. So it was a woman's race. I didn't realise there was women's races, but like, you know, of course there are. What the fuck are you talking about, Frano? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm trying to explain to my fucking son that a woman just got off that horse and that it was a woman's race. There are no women's races, I was told. Mind fucking blown. What do you mean there's no such thing as women's races? The women don't compete with the men, do they? Uh, yeah, you big fucking sexist retard. Fucking hell. Women compete against men in fucking horse racing. You know that fucking 500 kilo behemoth that can run faster than most fucking cars and jump over buildings? Women ride those side by side with men. Mind completely blown open. 
And everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, what did you think? And I was like, what do you mean, what do I fucking think? Women don't compete with men in snooker or darts, okay? So how the fuck are they supposed to compete with men side by side in fucking horse racing? But, alas, there you go. Now, it wasn't Nina Carberry that was on that particular horse, but Nina Carberry is a fucking champion jockey and not a champion woman jockey. Just a fucking champion jockey. No ha- no special handicap, no head start, no fucking nothing. And it's not that she just can compete with men. She can, has, and has beaten men. And not just, you know, in Navin Racecourse once. Fucking Cheltenham. The Irish Grand National. Like, the, the pinnacle of the fucking sport. And there's just something unfathomably cool about that. And especially when you put it into the context of women not being able to compete with men in fucking snooker. Mind blown. Absolute fucking hero of a woman. And any fucking woman. I think jockeys are heroes full stop. But, and again, maybe all I'm doing here is exposing my fucking sexism. Um, I fucking wouldn't like to think I am, but if I am, that's for other people to say. You'll get me on 089 60 47 888. The next woman on the list is Jean Belukas. Speaking of fucking women competing against the men in snooker, her discipline was pool, and she is ranked as one of the best ever. Not the best female ever, one of the best pool players ever. Full fucking stop. Okay? An absolute prodigy. And a fucking lunatic as well. Not a lunatic, fucking... uh, uh, what the fuck would you call it? A, a strong-minded, independent person. This was back in the day. I'm not sure she was around in the 60s, I think, there, thereabouts. Again, I'll expand on each one of these in, in, in another episode. But she was competing at a time whereby women were, if they're not now, they certainly were second-class citizens back in the day. And there was a dress code for women. And she said, wait a minute, what do you mean there's a dress code for women? And said, well, you have to, you know, dress a certain way if you want to compete. Okay, right. And how does that compare to the men's dress code? Well, there isn't a men's dress code. Well, fuck you, said Jean Belukas. And kicked up a fucking storm about it and refused to fucking comply to an unreasonable demand, given that it was only women who had to fucking comply. And again, fair fucking play to her. What an absolute fucking hero. Youngest Hall of Famer ever. Um... And at the time, at least, the only woman to to play on an equal footing to men. What an absolute fucking hero. What a list of heroes. And there's bound to be countless more people like that. Bound to be. And I'm fucking all ears. That number again, you'll get me on 089 60 47 888. I'm going to do each of these uh, ladies better justice by their own episode so i think the series might be the 36 names that i already have and to make it 42 another four five six so the list of names that i gave plus another two women maybe so with the the list will be a mixture of influencers and see i'm thinking out loud here now if i made a list of my influencers and women that i thought were cool there's something a bit fucking sexist about that as well I don't know, but it's, it's, it's something to explore. It really is, because 
I don't think I'm a sexist and I would hate to prove myself to be a sexist, but I would sooner prove myself as sexist and then address it than spend any more time being a sexist unknown to myself. And on that note, I'll catch you soon. Pfft.